foundation. A bunch of molecules vibrating just right to hold it all together. Multiplying to each other. Evolving and changing to form yet another. Forming tissue that will harden in some places. Soft and malleable in others. Vibrating. Just. Right. Making a casing of receptors for pain and pleasure and wind and sex and heat and cold. Disguising a vestibule of gloppy granules all vibrating. Just. So I totally. Whoa! Oh! Don't want to get don't want to get DNA seed. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but um, no, I I texted uh, Taylor earlier, mm -hmm. and I was like, just super thanks for for being a work homie for sure, because I can definitely I can trust her. Yeah. Um, oh, and now it's not a time to talk about that. Oh, I loved your comment last night when you were, when we were talking with Sadie. She was like, or you were like, yeah, I think Chris is more excited about it than I am. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. I think that's a... <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> I think that's a big part of you, though. It's like, you have this ability to... Because I should be more excited, right? Like, like everything 
about the situation says, scream to the heavens, mm -hmm. fuck yeah. But to me, it's like, oh, so I'm one step closer to where I was, but I'm still not quite back to where I was, right? Because moving here for me was a, a reset. I uprooted my life and got rid of all the progress that I had made in my life and started from scratch. And here you are. Yeah, so you being so excited for me after I've already made this progress in the past sure. makes me feel excited for me. It's okay. like, oh, okay, ah. so like, it's not a bad thing that I'm not ahead yet, right? It's, it's honestly almost a good thing. Yeah, I, I get to reassess the foundation. Sure, and look how quickly you were able to start working and then six months later yeah bam you you're now salary mm -hmm. instead of the a last year. time you were salary uh i mean i've never been sour salary because bam. we've always had um hourly supervisor positions sure um but with that means that they're not willing to give me the extra workload which i don't appreciate because if i feel like i'm a manager but they're still sticking me at 40 hours a week because they can't afford the overtime how am i in any sort of position of uh assistance sure yeah so. I can I can kind of see that. Um, no, I'm just I, I have a tendency to also live vicariously through others, with that whole 15 year deal, right? Yeah. When I see my friends getting promoted and getting a hell of a raise, like I would imagine you'd be making three or three thousand dollars <laughs> or more a month, like yeah. Holler, you're fixing to get. <coughs> You're fixing to get your 2.0. Yeah. You know, your Phoenix, your rebirth. Yeah, exactly, um, man. Which is cool for me um, because I realized that if I wasn't having a surgery, I could have applied for it too, right? Yeah. But this surgery, I think, is is my reset. <laughs> That's exactly it. You know. It's your NDE. My. Uh, Near-death experience. Oh, okay. So, I think Let's hope not, but you, I get what you're saying. It's a metaphor, <laughs> I right? know exactly what uh, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you made the very intense decision to have this elective cosmetic surgery to make yourself feel better about yourself and so that you can unlock the untapped Chris that you feel like yeah. is buried, right? That is the same thing that I did when I moved to Portland. Sure. Yes, yeah, it's think, the same thing. I think 90% of the people that move to Portland do that. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and I think for you, it, it, it comes to, uh, you had a moment where you looked at your life and you said, if I live until I'm, maybe not this specifically, right? But you said, if I live until I'm 70, mm -hmm. am I gonna be happy with the person I am if I don't make a change? Mm -hmm. And the change you decided on was best was your surgery. Absolutely. Right, I did the same thing. I looked at my position in New Mexico and I said, I could be at this property for 40 fucking years. Mm -hmm. And I'd do great and I'd make money and I'd be able to buy whatever house I wanted in Santa Fe. But am I going to be happy? No. I'd rather restart from the bottom and rebuild my foundation. Sure. Yeah, so I think this is your reset. Absolutely. And to be honest with you, I called the Benson the other day. So me and this uh, gay guy, he's pretty cool. We got in this pretend argument, right? About how, I guess they walked into the Benson and he overheard the desk agent quoting a room rate of 129. And he was like, well, where I worked at the Ritz Carlton before COVID, we was getting like full hundred for the basic room. I said. Well, that's the Ritz-Carlton San Fran. It's pre-COVID, okay? Um, so that's why. I was like, during the summer, once COVID goes away, those rooms will start out at $250, $300. Oh, yeah. They'll kick back up. And he didn't believe me. So I called the front, I called the Benson and said, hey, this is who I am, this is where I work, this is what's going on. Me and my friend are having a little pretend argument, and I want to know, before COVID, what were your guys' rooms going for on average 
during your busy season? And she was like, oh, easily 300, yeah. 350. Yeah. Um, well, during that conversation, um, she diverted me to HR, or tried to. Okay. She was like, I'm gonna transfer you to HR. And I was like, are you trying to pilfer me yeah. from the Lucia? And yeah. she was like, absolutely not. And then she went, maybe. Maybe. Um, right. And she was like, to be honest with you, there's still staff of ours prior to COVID that we haven't brought back yet. And I said, well, I know what that means. I said, the people that you bring back first are the ones that... You wanted back. ...busted their ass, yeah. you know, before during the nitty gritty <coughs> she was like yep absolutely and she said we didn't really have too many bust their butts um, <coughs> well I never left that message with HR mm -hmm. um, simply because I have this surgery coming up yes right yeah. but it be, would be something I could call them and say hey if y'all ever have a supervisor position open up in the next whenever six yeah. months a year, a year. Holler, yeah. you know by, by then I'll be even better than better <coughs> yeah man um and and you know it was uh, it was kind of a. But it was really surreal for you. Yeah. How did that conversation with Jason go? I know you can't really divulge everything, but. Oh, there wasn't. I mean, it was a short one. I bet. Yeah, it was I like he, he came up to the desk. I was working with Quentin, and he's like, "Hey, can we have a talk?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's Quentin, so can we have a talk?" And he's like, "Sure, go ahead." Uh -huh. right? So me and him go and sit down at like the back of the lobby, um, kind of near the breezeway. Yeah. And he's like, uh, so Matt tells me that you uh, want to work for me. I was like, yeah, you know. Um, right. I thought that too. That did come to mind. Um, you stop. Anyway. From his going. perspective, not mine. Oh, fair. Um, but ahead. yeah, I was just like, uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I've done this work before, blah, blah, blah. I broke down my previous experience with housekeeping, right? I always, always apply every job I had in an interview. So I told him about my dedication to the cleanliness of Circle K, right? <laughs> Yes. I know it sounds silly, but I think right. that's empowering. That, I think it. I well, think it says like stores are judged by their cleanliness. Yes, Let's be real. Uh, especially when we're serving hot food and sticky drinks and coffee. Nice. Uh -huh. Sticky drinks. And that shit gets on everything. Everything. And nobody else is gonna wipe down a shelf, Chris. No. We no. know. We know. Yes. Yeah. Or we've been we? to the grocery store. Oh, but we you also know? know our work ethic versus others. Yes. Um. And so yeah, I broke it all down for him, and I told him I was like, I've never been in charge of anything. I didn't say that directly, right? But I basically told him, like, look, I've never, like, It's crazy how things work, how, yeah. how soon, how much before the actual move mm -hmm. or movement or whatever it is that yes. happens. Once you're done with in that move and you're transitioned and you're acclimated, then you can I like look movement, back. by the way. That's right. perfect. Well, yeah. Th yeah, things are always moving yeah. forward. Um, but anyway, that gives you perspective to look back, and then mm -hmm. you can kind of identify these little gifts. Yeah, you're right. the little and, gifts, man. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes so... I come across as a hot mess in my text messages. Oh, I understand but... everything you're saying. Oh, you I you know. have ADHD and you type too fast. I get it. Oh, my God. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. It's um, bad. But also, it's like, there's, I was, I don't know if I was telling you this or somebody, but I, I think it was someone else. I definitely feel like there's more 
soul, like there's more than one soul in my body, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like that's where, that's where all of my conflicts come from. Is, 100%. is me being me, right? Mm -hmm. But then I'm telling you, somehow, I don't know what it's called, but all my other past lives are still in here also. It's called your invisible self, bud. There my is a term self. for it. It's a big guy. That's the concept <laughs> of the invisible self. It's much bigger than you. It is the you that you were and always were. Okay. Oh, a guide, the, remember? You, the guide. You yeah. have to have a guide inside of you to become one. Fair. You have to have a conscience and My be connected to that conscience. Not just your little Jiminy Cricket, mm -hmm. but like your God. Your inner God. That's what I mean when I say mm. I'm a God, right? Fair. We are all connected to the one divine point. Okay. We are, let's say, for the sake of Kabbalism, which I've only recently started looking at, right? Okay. We are 10 steps away, or 11 steps, right, from the divine point. Okay. Step number 10, Malkuth, the kingdom, is the receiver. It's the idea that the Christians have turned into heaven. It is the kingdom of God, Malkuth, okay. right? It receives everything from the physical plane and puts it into the divine plane. That's what Kabbalism basically says, right? Sure. You and me and them all have Malkuth and the other nine steps I'm way too far away from learning Fair. inside of us. Okay. So it's just untapped? It's untapped. If you, through your recognizing that you have several souls in your body mm -hmm. is enough to start your journey into the occult. Occult means mystery. I'm with that. Yes. I do definitely feel like there's there's more that goes on than meets the eye, but also like I've been wanting to do that whole guided session where they bufo, it's the Colorado River Toad, mm -hmm. right? You lick its Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, trip sessions. Yeah, for sure. Or ayahuasca. Or ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. huh. And apparently you have to you, you can't just do it solo. No. You like, have to like have a guide. You but, you could, but you would not get the same spiritual therapeutic, yeah. therapeutic benefits as going to a retreat where it's legal and a guide takes you yeah, through the process. I've watched hundreds of those videos and I just... It's mind-blowing. Oh man, yeah. I watched oh, Vsauce yeah. do it. He's one of the most logical, left-brained, scientific motherfuckers that I've been watching since I was like 10 years old on YouTube, right? Oh, sure. And he went to this ayahuasca retreat and, and I, I won't go too far into it but basically everything from that video forward is a different kind of psychedelia and expression and he never acknowledges it but in that video he went through mm. something fair okay and you can see the fucking timestamps and Even not to say that everything before was not brilliant right right but he you tapped into something inside of yes yeah okay and uh, and I truly that, believe I that. totally yeah. because I feel like I tried the drugs that induce euphoria that are gonna uh -huh. kinda kinda give me that inhibition that yeah. maybe what little bit of inhibition I do have it would knock it out. But mm -hmm. it, it 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 just enhances what's already there, so it enhances even that peace that I can't block out also. Yes. And I yes. don't I don't know any other way to do um, this except but that's a good a guided way, session. Yes, and that's a good way to attack that peace. That's your nightmares. 
Right. Well, that you know what? Piece, my nightmares are different than what you would, what a lot of people would assume yes, because I sleep so night- good at night. Well, well, no, I'm not I'm saying nice your dream you. nightmares. I'm saying your metaphorical, real-world dream, everything surrounding you, nightmares. That piece you can't attack is your insecurity, which is where our nightmares come from. Fair. And if you so true. can hit a point where you can just like and hit your insecurity so hard that you're you release, right? Listen to this. Malkuth. Oh god. Right? It sounds like you're it's sounding a the release. devil. Release. Okay. Nah. It, it is a breath. The the kuth. Oh. And then you reverse it. And you catch the K. Malkuth. Right? That's a lot. It is. And you do that for 20 minutes. It sounds goofy as hell. It does. But I was <laughs> doing it the other night, dude. And like, I won't say that I talked to, touched, or caught anything, right? But I definitely thought a lot about Earth and the world around me and the puzzles we have to solve and the foundation and the big symbols in literature and movies and the tarot and every other piece of media that we consume. Yeah. The big earth fucking where does it start right us being children and developing into artists who are snuffed by the world around us every single person even the most rational minded is in essence a creator and the more we let the world crush us instead of spreading ourselves and spreading what we've learned and how we've learned from the shit and we've gotten better because of it yeah man that's Malkuth, I think. Well, you know what? We're not going to get there until these old people that run the world now are too old and dying to run it. Sure, but we get there one at a time. Well, we got to start preparing now. Yeah. For when we can start that journey. Yes, for until, sure. Because until they're all dead and gone and mm-hmm. corporations don't rule the world, we're fucked. And that's cut. And Time for a walk.
least the birds are happy. My name's Elias. Uh, I'm uh, Elias. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess just uh, always a fun one, right? Yeah. Why are you in hospitality? Uh, uh wow, that's interesting. Um, uh, well, I was basically born in this industry um, mm -hmm. and made my desperate escape a few years ago when I decided to become an EMT firefighter. And that was, I got certified a little over three years ago and I worked doing that until I had a complete emotional and physical breakdown. And this was a little over a month ago. And then the manager at this hotel called me up and said, hey, are you looking for work? I said, no, I'm happily unemployed. And he said, well, we'd like to offer you this job. I was like, and I'm, you know, just trying to be an honest human being mm. and not trying to rip the system off. I'm like, well, if I have work, I might as well do it. Yeah. And I came back to the hotel okay. and, um, yeah, here I am. And, it, uh, did, did you have more? No, 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 that's a good story. Yeah. How old are you? I just, I'm turning 41 this year. 41. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and what did you do? I mean, were you, you said you were born into this business. Basically, like, yeah. My, my parents had a, my parents had a restaurant in the food court of the mall, um, just out there actually. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, I didn't really have a babysitter growing up. They just gave me quarters to go play at the arcade while they worked. And uh, yeah, that Took was my childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. My sister was two years older than me and she babysat me sort of. Um, she, she was six and I was four. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that kind of shit floats anymore. No, but, no. Yeah, uh, I remember her and I walking to go get brownies, <laughs> like just through the city, you know, all alone, yeah. yeah there, was, there was a different time back then, you know. Yeah. There was definitely creeps and stuff, but you could still see children walking around by themselves on a yeah. you know. Yeah, and I couldn't say, I mean, I don't think I've seen a child in the streets since <laughs> I moved here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't see them very much. So you're Portland local? Yeah, yeah. Born in Corvallis, came here when I was a baby, so mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've gotten out before, you know, I saw the world. I lived with my father's family. My father's Greek. I lived with him, or not with him, but his, his side of the family. Oh, back in like 96 or something. When I was born! I'm a baby. Uh, so what brought you back here? Nowhere else to go, really. Okay. <laughs> Nowhere yeah. else to go. I mean, uh, I came crawling back to Portland back 2005 I came back and I really haven't even gotten out of the house or have gotten out of town mm -hmm. maybe like my wife and I like once a year we'll get to the beach or something we're like wow this is what people do <laughs> yeah this is life interesting and let's go back home yeah <laughs> uh, what about kids uh, I have a I have an I have an adult okay. my son turned 18 two years ago how does that feel interesting uh -huh. I mean I've kind of I saw it coming for years. I was like, of he's going to be a freaking adult soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I've just kind of processed it, and, so it is what it is now. Well, and your 18 years is very different than his, right? Because, yeah. Because, like, your perspective... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His, 
yeah, he was. I could be a grandfather. I could. She could. If he squeezed, I'll be a forty-one-year-old grandfather. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if he wants, I don't know how he's doing with the girls. Yeah. Or the uh, guys, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> see, that's interesting because, like, my uh, my in-laws are officially empty nesters. Uh, mm. Pretty much as soon as me and my fiance moved here, right? Yeah. Um, so like. Uh, they still considered us as living at home because we lived in the same city, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and seeing their reaction to being like, oh, my, both of my kids are out and gone, and, you know, my daughter's with this guy, and my son is off uh, doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to step across any lines, but, like, what... Uh, what happened in terms of your marriage at that point? Once uh, well, she was in love, surprisingly enough, with a firefighter. Mm-hmm. She was in love with this guy years before we ever met. Yeah. And after a few years, like I raised that kid, you know, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, she was getting certified as a nurse at the time, and so I would wake up at you know three or four in the morning, take care of the kid till she got home, and I, I think it was an on-call busser or some nonsense yeah. like that at night. So it was long days, but I raised that kid, but. But it was very obvious that we were not in love with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And I actually talked to one of her friends years later, and it's, I said, God, you know, it just seemed like she was trying to get me to leave her. Yeah. And her friend said, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, could yeah, speak, yeah. I could speak to it for a fact. So, Without ever actually coming out and saying, I don't want oh, yeah. this anymore. Yeah, but yeah. She, I was just like, she got me to say, let's get separate apartments. Let's just yeah. quit killing it. Let's just quit kidding ourselves. In a blink of an eye, she was moving down to Medford to be with Chad, because mm-hmm. he was now divorced from his ex. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. now he was set, and oh. her parents were moving down there to work for the IRS. Uh-huh. And so she had everything lined up except for this darn baby daddy that just keeps on <laughs> daddying this baby. So yeah, she was gone, and then, then my whole in one month, she left. I got fired from my job. I'm getting an eviction notice. Mm-hmm. My car breaks down on the way to my midterm. Um, my lungs collapsed. Um, yeah, and so this was such a rough month, and this was the month of March. Uh-huh. If you ever get to know me, month of March is always my shit. It's a show. bad time. Yeah. yeah, I was working at the Heathman all last March. Go yeah. figure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a shit. That was that, that's, that's that's on par with the other <laughs> March. Um, so anyway, my brain is so so desperate for any type of joy that my brain comes up with this dream where in the dream I had been gotten into bodily body mutilation uh-huh. and so I had all of my fingers hacked off to where they were just the nubby parts yeah. just, the, just up to that joint you know and so the the, epi- the dream is just this epiphany that oh my god this was a terrible idea ah! yeah. so I wake up and I've got my fingers and I'm like hey I've got something yeah. and then yeah, and the lo- this low ball mentality, like even my wife now, she's like, she's like, what, you, what was going on in your dream? You were cracking up. I was like, oh man, dreams are the only time I anything's funny to me. I, my yeah. brain comes up with some serious funny shit do sometimes. You, uh, do you ever go lucid? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. all the time. Oh yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. there's no like I see people like it, it's basically it's kind of easy. You, you, I learned to do it years ago and I love it mm-hmm. I, like when my job allows me to sleep I will just sit there all day especially oh god this last year was just the yeah. best because I just got to sit around dreaming yeah. all day yeah. and you're aware of those dreams oh, and yeah. so and you're, you're living your fantasy yeah the only th- things that I can't if there's a there's like a vi- if ever there's like a um, a situation where I have to like 
there's like a monster or something, whenever I hit my firearm, never works. It's always just this piece of shit that just yeah. like shoots like strings or crap. It doesn't do it. But everything else, I don't fly very often, but I can go downstairs and say, I can just jump down this whole stair flight, yeah. flight of stairs. I can yeah. just jump down it. Well, see, so, typically that would be like, if I tried to jump down those stairs, I would, I would have like a, a jump and then yeah. I get sucked back yeah. to the top of the stairs, right? right? I, I, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like, I can fly, but it's not very often. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? I'm, and it's weird, too, because when I wake up, I think I can do these things. Like, yes. Also, like, in my dreams, I can suck my own dick. Well, I mean... Yeah, I can. <laughs> and then I wake up, I'm like, I want to do that. But it's... And even when it happens in my dream, it's like I always have cotton mouth because I drink too much. Yeah. So, like, it, I'm giving myself head, but it's this rotten, gross, dry head. Yeah, and you feel your mouth. And yeah, I'm like, like, this isn't even this good. Isn't like, I don't like this until I stop in the dream. Do you um, ever uh, dig into... Just the symbolism around the dreams you have? No, you just, they're pretty odd. They're pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, take you, exactly the, what it the, tells the you. The one thing I also remember is never try to use my cell phone because your brain is not capable of... Um, your dream brain cannot read. Okay. So whenever you're in a dream and you're, like, trying to, like, use your phone, it's not. It's yeah. never going to work because that part of your brain is asleep. And that's why it feels so disorienting when you wake up and you're like... That was a weird... Yeah, like, yeah. you can't read anything. Like, that Pepsi sign, uh -huh. it's going to be, like, in Chinese in your dream. Yeah. Like, you'll recognize the, some, the you know, you'll the archetypal Pepsi It's a Pepsi, Pepsi machine, model, but, but you can't not, read the word You're Pepsi. not going to read Pepsi, no. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, um, I guess, what other uh, subconscious or, I guess, spiritual... Are you religious or...? Uh, well, my spirit animal is a crack whore. Fair enough. Yeah, my okay. spirit animal's a crack whore. Mm -hmm. um, she guides me through uh, crack related <laughs> and whore related things. Yeah. She's really good. She's good to me on that level, but yeah, you know, religion, you know, this. I've had five near death experiences. Uh huh. And I can't say much for uh, seeing anything. It was just kind of this really cold, dark, cold, was dark permanent. No, just cold, cold and dark. dark. And okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I wasn't. I did. I wasn't actually dying. Like when I got stabbed, mm -hmm. I was bleeding out. Yeah. But I wasn't going to spiritually die. Yeah. Because you know, whoever. So maybe I don't get that whole circle. That whole. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it, the thing of light? Yeah, yeah. Tunnel, whatever tunnel, tunnel of, tunnel of light. Tunnel of light. It I didn't is. get any of that yeah. because I wasn't technically really dying. Yeah. I could. I would have died had my wife not gotten me to the hospital. Uh huh. But but you yeah. never hit that flat line where they where yeah. they say you're dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I woke up high as shit on morphine with a really hot nurse who lo who looked like an angel to me because I'm so high on morphine. <laughs> right. I was like, you were beautiful. She's like, and it's funny. I was such a frequent flyer at the ER back then that like mm -hmm. the, the nurse was like, man, you're you're so much nicer when you're on morphine. I'm like, how many times have I been here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just kept, kept going. <laughs> we take you in and you're kicking and screaming. Yeah, you get the morphine drunk in, yeah. and I like yeah. fuck myself up drunk. Yeah, but this was like, yeah, I was drinking, but like this is blood bleeding out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this isn't a judgment at all. Uh, you ever think about stopping drinking, or is it pretty much? Oh that's yeah, my wife what is. Do? Even just today, she's talking about how she's gonna leave me because I'm so problematic. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. Is it gonna stop me from drinking tonight? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a complete alcoholic. Yeah, I blame yeah. it on my ex. Fair enough. The, yeah. and, the, and, and the month of March, you know. Well, but, and and not to excuse the behavior at all, but you yeah. seem functional. 
I'm a fuck. And, and oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's all about function, right? Yeah, yeah. The, even when I was being interviewed by the county clinic uh -huh. for like, I, mean, I didn't even ask for this interview, but the doctor came out and they charged me three hundred fucking bucks for it. I'm like, I'm not of paying course. for this. I'm not paying for this. But he, we did this chart, and I was the worst drinker you could possibly be like on a scale of set one to seven mm -hmm. i was a seven and it was so many categories except for the fact that i could hold down a job and a relationship yeah yeah and because of that i wasn't like the worst drunk you could possibly yeah. find like um, it's only those two aspects that keep me from being on the street and being yeah. in, hanging out with my crack core literally you know well and i see um i have a small brain young perspective right yeah. but i see those two things kind of being the two main things that put alcoholics out yeah when they can't hold their relationships right. and their friendships right. and they can't keep their job under wraps because they're just so lost in the sauce right. you know yeah like i don't i wouldn't want to work Mm -hmm. Drinking, because mm -hmm. I want to do my own. I want to do me when I'm drinking. Hundred percent. I don't yeah. want to fucking give people do shit for people. Yeah. I want to fucking uh, just go smoke cigarettes. And, well, you know. And it's the same thing with uh, I mean, maybe not the exact same thing, but with pot, right? Yeah. I don't smoke when I come to work no, because I want to do my job. I and wanna, when I smoke pot, I want to fucking zone. I want to do something else. Yeah, the last I thing I want to do is bring people fucking shit. And, yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, you need towels out there. Let me bring it to you. Yeah. That's, that's not fun. No. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, and I think that's what people who do kind of indulge on the job, right? Right. Is they still think that that's more fun than right. doing their job, even right. if it's an uncomfortable Yeah, your job is thing. not supposed to be fun. No. You earn the drink by suffering through this job. crap. You suffer through yes. this crap, and then you, then you go have fun. Yeah. Yeah, I always bring my flask with me. So, in about an hour... I'll be drinking. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah. once you're off it. the clock, you don't need it until then. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And plus, I don't, I don't drink unless I can smoke. Uh huh. And if I'm have to do other shit, then you're I not get really able irritated. To smoke and yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get real irritated, and it's just like, God damn it, I have to do this shit. You know, it's just not worth it. Did you, uh, did you used to drink on the job a lot? No. Never. Uh, the only job, only time I did was when I was working in like a hotel and like. Everybody was doing it, so it was actually kind of a social thing. Like, oh, okay. everybody was like, you know, you have a banquet and there's like all this leftover champagne and shit. Mm -hmm. And it's in the end of the night anyway. We're just cleaning up. Yeah, it's not like I don't you're, need to you're... talk to guests. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like fucking putting glassware away and shit. Like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna have a drink. Yeah, sure, doesn't matter. But you know, and plus you're just dead tired. Banquets are exhausting. You oh, work like yeah. 14 hour days. Yeah, shit. See, I've never done one, but oh, I've seen them happen in brutal. front of me, it's and it's brutal. like. Yeah. Yeah, they have like fun. they have like the I think it was what it's one of those it was this weird cathartic sad depressing moment because they were showing like this time lapse photography of like a banquet being set up and then broke it down. Mm -hmm. I was like imagine if your life actually goes by this fast doing this crap. Yeah. And it kind of does. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just set you see people like filling glassware and then you see people emptying filling a bunch of water glasses and then emptying a bunch of water glasses. Yeah. This is like, why did that even happen? Yeah, well, and if you compare it to just, just our business in general, right? Yeah. We put together a room yeah. so someone can go in and take it apart yeah. so we can send someone in tomorrow to put yeah. it back together. It's just like, this is, it's a sad life. It is. It's, 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 it cuts you up. Like, yeah. you gotta, I, I made my best break, you know, I, I tried, I mean, I've tried everything. I, I got my degree in English to be Bye. a teacher. That didn't work. I got my EMT certification to be a firefighter. That didn't go anywhere. Uh, I wrote a novel. I was a singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. I have the most colorful resume you can yeah. fucking imagine. 
And here I am, like. Yeah. And my wife's like, well, are you drinking yourself to death? Because that's what it looks like. I'll, and I, I can't respond with any honest answer because yeah. that's the, really the truth. Yeah. That's and, really and what it is. You know? Like, it's just but like. But the thing is, is you're going to drink yourself to death whether you die at 80 or 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, this world, I can't, this world is heartbreaking over the last couple mm -hmm. of years. Everything that I used to like about this town, what few little things were left, they're absolutely gone now. Yeah. Like, what few things, and people, oh God. A year of not having to deal with people, and then to, to see what people, what this whole thing has made Doctor people into. People? Yeah. Like, I, it, nobody became a better person mm -hmm. from this whole thing. No. Like, when, this, all your shitty fucking attributes, and they, they just, they were just nourished. Oh, there yeah. was nothing, all of just the, harnessed. Um, I guess the broad spectrum selfishness was oh. cultivated to oh, yeah. extreme the last couple yeah. of years. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to hoard shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you're supposed to, like, and try to get your dime and try to find all the yeah. reasons as to why you shouldn't have to do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, uh, and the masks and the, and the social distancing. Mm -hmm. Like, in the CDC, this was like three years ago, they, they declared that the next world health crisis, mm -hmm. they have cancer on the ropes. Yeah. The technology, if you get cancer and you have the money, you, you'll, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. But the next, the next crisis is loneliness. Yeah. Because all this, so, and this is, this is before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. The, the, all those feel-good pheromones you're supposed to get from hugging people and seeing people and laughing with people, that's gone. You have yeah. social media now. You have masks and, like, social distancing. Yeah. And you have a whole generation of kids that are growing up with this. Yes. This is who they are. Yeah. This is what they know. They're not being They don't know what it's it. like They're to be. born in it. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. they, they don't. And so this generation, once they're grown, oh, the obesity rates, mm -hmm. the, the... Depression. The, yeah, the depression. Oh yeah, how many people killed themselves? Yeah. Like even yeah. when you have Donald Trump, of all people saying we need to stop this, and it didn't stop because people are going. Too many people are going to die from, from loneliness. Yeah. And you have a guy like Trump saying that. And which, that's. Uh, that's yeah, that's bad. And yeah, and I don't want to get into COVID because everybody's just had enough. With oh yeah, I mean about. I think you said enough about it, right? Yeah, that's, that's the. Like, yeah, yeah, it's that's like that's that, that, this was just a. This was just a brief spell, but the long-term mm -hmm. effects of what social distancing did to society, yeah. it, those are going to last for a long time. Oh, the yeah. virus will eventually go away. Who knows when? For but, sure. But, um, but the, we, uh, and, and I mean, honestly, we've kind of been building up to this before the pandemic as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, since uh, Facebook. Oh yeah! If you, you know? if you can find this novel, it's called *The Possibility of an Island*. Okay. It's by Michel Houellebecq. It's a French novel. And this is written in like 2005. Yeah. And this is, it talks. It's the the different cloning. It told the story of this guy named Adam who's cloned, and society has learned to clone out all the negative aspects yeah. of being a human, like hunger. Mm -hmm. You can actually photosynthesize now. You okay. there's no cancer. Yeah. There's no desire. There's no longing for humans. You just sit in your cubicle, mm -hmm. basically social mediaing, yeah. and you'll never, if you have the proper amount of su sunlight and salt water, mm -hmm. you'll live forever. There's no need for any, and if you do die from some reason, you just come right back as a different version. Just, yeah. They just clone you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this existence? Mm -hmm. It's that banquet. It's that time-elapsed banquet photography. Yeah. It's all it is. It's just, again, it's just, it's this completely meaningless existence. There's no problems because there isn't anything going on. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Well, and I think that the uh, Modest Mouse has this great line, right? As life goes longer, 
awful feel softer, and it feels mm. pretty soft to me. And if it takes shit to make bliss, I feel pretty blissfully. Yeah. Right? I think about that a lot because it goes into what you were just saying, right? If there is nothing to tackle, if there's nothing to fight for, are you living? Yeah. Right? There's no, um, there's no satisfaction in succeeding if you, if you have everything just yeah. ready that's to go. The, that's the, when you see yeah. celebrities killing themselves. Yeah. They were born wealthy. They've never had to struggle. Mm -hmm. Why are you have, and we're poor. Yes. You know, we think, and if we were to give us money, you will never get it. So we can't really do this experiment, but we would, all it takes for us to, to be happy would be just that kind of money. Oh yeah. We yeah. would be, we would never work again. No. We would just see the world. And we would appreciate. We would appreciate what, every yes. second. But yeah. if you never had to work for it, mm -hmm. it's just all you know of life. You're comp I don't even know how to ex what it would be like because I never lived that life. Yeah, man. But like, um, I'm, here I am drinking myself to death. You, if you gave me a million dollars, I'd be the happiest son of a bitch in the world. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, would see, I would go travel the world with my wife. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to touch the sauce. Yeah. I, but now it's just... Life is just such a nightmare. This is just my medication. Yeah. My brain chemistry doesn't work with pot. I get paranoid and freak out. Fair enough. So what else is there, you know? Well, and like, uh, there are no bad substances. No. There are no bad substances. No. It's all circumstance and how you handle that substance no. in yourself. Um, and I think that a lot of people, like my buddy EJ is a lot like you, right? Mm. High-functioning alcoholic, very capable, very smart, um... He just likes his drink. So when he gets off, he gets sauced, and then he just goes about his night, you know? Um, and I, I'm a little too hard on him sometimes because I'm an alcoholic in the sense that I will never drink again in my life because I don't do well, mm, right? right. Um, and I become, like, the type of person who will drink on the job, right. Right? right? And so I get a little hard on him in my head where I'm just like, Oh, but I don't want to see you fuck up like I've fucked up. Right. But he's not me. Right. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. If, if you're if you're handling it and dr drinking responsibly, yeah. like it says on the can. Right. What are you doing wrong? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, the, she never complains when it. It's only when we have a bad night of and I do something terribly stupid, like mm -hmm. get way too drunk. Yeah. Gonzaga lost in the national championship, and I was fucking butthurt about it. Yeah. So I got fucking wasted. Yeah. And so the next day, she's pissed off as hell, and I understand. Yeah. You know, it, you know, the, the other 30 days of the month, I'm fine. It's just that one day, now, now it's a problem. Yes. You know? Yeah, and it, and it only becomes a problem when the bad side comes out. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, is if that bad side came out when you were completely sober, there'd be a different problem. Yeah, I'd be a complete psycho. Yes. She should leave me. If I was sober, mm -hmm. like, and, and people, think, like that? people think that when people get drunk, the real side of them comes out. No. no that, that's not the real side. Mm -hmm. That's lack of oxygen to the brain. That's like your brain not even functioning properly at yeah. all. It's functioning at like 50%, something oh, yeah. like that. Your, your lack of oxygen, that's what happens at the highest stages of intoxication, yeah. is your brain stops receiving oxygen. That's why people pass out. Yeah. People pass out because their <laughs> their brain is dying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're, they're basically, you're basically strangling a dude. So that's not me. That's the worst version of me you can get because it's not me. It's yeah. like, it, there's so little of me going on. It's just this base serpentine brain it's like it's like your ego turned up to 11 without any of the elias yeah, yeah. there's yeah. just nothing 
Yeah, I'll just be, yeah, I'm just like stumbling around in the hallway yelling at nothing. Like, that's not me. There's no part of me that goes, man, I secretly just want to stumble around the hallway yelling at nothing. Yeah. That's not, yeah. that's not me. Oh, it's yeah. It's just this there, sad And there's me. no part of me that ever wants to throw up in the lawn. Right. Yeah. There's no secret <laughs> urge to go fucking, there's no secret urge to shit myself. Yeah. There really isn't. There's no part of my brain that goes, man, I really wish I could. But all these societal norms standing in my way. <laughs> all these Dink society, society always saying I can't shit in my pants and make myself uncomfortable and smell bad and have an impossible time cleaning up. And I think that's cut. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much, my man. We are the answer. But no. 